I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FMLFPL. Welcome to Milan. That's Walsh. Ooh. Daytime pod for, for everyone today. Daytime pod. And this <sighs> this exact time where we're starting, we're kicking off our pod on Friday. The first match of the season will be kicking off. Yeah. That's fucked up. Big, big week this week. Big week. Yeah, so we got here? this pod. We got a little collage of... Short firesides coming probably late tomorrow night. Then we have a Thursday pod again, which is normally like our behind the Patreon paywall episode, but for Gaming One it won't be. So that'll be out on Thursday evening. And then Friday the fuck fest begins. The mug league's mug league is up for Patreon subscribers. Uh, I made some like custom notebooks and stuff. I'll put in the show notes. I was on the Wonder Goal podcast. Uh, did a Kaylee fireside that came out on Friday in case you missed it. A lot of people probably did. Holy shit, dude. I'm fucking burnt out. Yeah. Season hasn't even started yet. And I'm like, when's the, when's the break? Yeah. I mean, at this point I'm ready for the lineups to lock so I can stop doing (laughs) this because it's been so overwhelming over the last few days, just making changes and shit. And it's brutal. We're here though. We're close. Last week, baby. Last final, week, final yeah. countdown. The Kaylee pod was, was interesting. Some yeah. Bits. What do you any any specific takeaways from that? Yeah, I mean, I the thing I just couldn't negotiate was mm. you know him continue his continual emphasis of you know looking at the last handful of seasons or whatever as much mm. data as you can for these players. When to me, it's like that's so useless. <laughs> Right. Like uh, I think there are a couple of things you might be able to distill out of that, but like if you look at Raz over the last five years, they don't tell one story. You know, they tell three different, very distinct stories with different managers, different positions, different age. Like you ha- you can't look at someone. I think who's- it tells us exactly one story. It tells a great, very consistent and productive attacker for Man City. And then a weird dip. Oh no, did he fall off the cliff? And if you kind of aggregate them all, then it's probably like, no, he's probably going to be back to being good because that would be really weird statistically, right? I think it. the whole point of it is to put less weight on the one really wild, like wildly out of context or out of order outlier season. Like in the case of Sun, right? He had the one mega year. Every other year was more similar to last year. Even though last year was a bit under, it was very similar to the years prior to the one mega year. 
So if you just put it all in the aggregate, it's like, okay, he just was like crazy hot for one season. He'll probably be around normal-ish for this season. Yeah. But I mean, but even that, like in telling those two things, you need to contextualize both very specifically. Age matters. Yeah, for who sure. They, where they were matters. I mean, because you want to always buy low or buy before. So you can't say like, oh, then, okay, well, if you're 22 and you had one really good, like, you know, we need to take leaps too with our game. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, I think, I think he does account for that. I mean, in yeah. Sun, the Sun specific one, he was like, yeah, so what I would do is sort of like, aggregate it all and then apply like an age curve right he's 31 now so like there's a normal amount of drop off that happens with like attacking wingers or something like that and apply that to his normal numbers and that's that would be like around what you expect from him i think but yeah Yeah. it's totally different when he was like talking about like in CISO and Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, you I can't. mean, they might just, they might be superstars next year. Yeah. We just you like can't don't know. Because do you don't have yeah. the information at, at all. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But it was definitely interesting, some of the teams. And yeah, I mean, it's, you know, just hearing how much he focuses on the XGI or X plus whatever to just put these not point, this is a 0.7 player, this is a 0.3 player. Like, yeah, that was kind of I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, it's other it's, than he that, he comes from baseball, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. he was a baseball analytics blogger and and worked in that field. And, like, I mean, I know our foreign audience doesn't know, but baseball is just all, all the advanced stats you could ever imagine, all the yeah. projecting and all that stuff. And so, yeah, you know, it but it was enjoyable. Sense. It was definitely enjoyable to hear some of the, you know, mid table teams and yeah. see where he was coming from. And yeah, it was cool. Thank you. Yeah. Where do we even begin this episode? That's that's something I think we should that just do questions. Keeps me up at night and just I'm just, just like I don't let's know. Let's just do questions, I think. Okay. And there's about a million. So yeah, we won't get through all of usually, them. That's what we usually do for yeah, this. Yeah, I'll just I'll just try and do group some sort of together. Um mm-hmm. I mean, let's just bang out some of the maybe new things that have developed since we've last potted. One of them is Matt Turner looks like he's like 100% nailed yeah. to go to Forest. So we're going to have, if that happens, which I assume it will, we're going to have a nailed 4-0 keeper starter and then a potential other 4-0 keeper starter. I don't know. Luke said rotating goalkeeper is mostly done, but with Turner off to NFO, does pairing him up with Johnstone make sense? They rotate well or him with anyone? I'm curious, like, what do you think about Turner? And then what do you think about rotating keepers? Well, it seems very well. First of all, we don't know that NFO are done buying keepers because that Henderson link seems to just perpetuate forever with them. Yeah. That said, are they going to buy both? I don't know what the numbers are. I mean, I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, It would, that would probably. Be a little weird, like why just to have genuine competition? I mean, it's not like they have all these games, um, but yeah, I mean, it seems pretty likely that we can see Turner right now as a starter. Um, I don't think Ariola is going to be starting. It seems like I don't think so either. Yeah, it that's seems like, like it's going to be. That's what we want to happen. One of those things where we're like, well, I assume he'll start the better keeper. But yeah. like in reality, I don't think he will. Yeah, and David Moyes is like, which one of you is older? I'm going to pick you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so can I connect to more? Yeah. Imagine if we could have access to the data that Moyes looks at to make decisions. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, but I think the... So, 
Turner should be in literally every single team, but I think as backup, not as, you know, starter, because he's not going to get any points in this opening run. Like, they have such ridiculous fixtures. They have one clean shout for the first, like, month and a half. <laughs> home, Chef U, Game Week 2. Um, I mean, Home Burnley will maybe... We have to see what Burnley yeah, look like at that shout. point. It's a shout. It's not... Yeah, it's... But I mean, NFO keeping anyway. So I do, I put him with Johnstone. And yeah, that is very nice. That can make use of him starting game week two. Um, yeah, because Palace you are home, home arsenal, arsenal that week. If you want, you know, could do that. Um, but yeah, Turner looks like a good one and maybe someone that you could backdoor into a starter after the couple first couple months and free up funds with your second spot if you think that looks good in NFO or doing something. But yeah, he seems like he should be in every team, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I don't think Forrest are good. Yeah. And their keeper points were very low last season. If you just yeah. like aggregate Hendo, Navas, and a couple of Hennessy starts in there, it's yeah. just very bad. Like one of the worst in the league. So there's no no part of me that's like, well, Turner's going to blow all of them out of the water and save two pens like Hendo did and like, you know, be a, a great pick or something like that. But I, I agree with the backup. And like just using the Palace example that Luke sent, I mean, yeah, so. Game week two, Palliser home, Arsenal, Forrester home, Chef U. Game week five, Palliser at Villa, Forrester home, Burnley. Um, and even all the way to game week seven, Palliser at Man United and Forrester home, Brentford. You know, like yeah. all of those are just great. You know, like yeah, I'd rather nice. start Turner in those. So that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a nice. lot of sense. Because yeah. the one thing we did see from NFO last year was great at the city ground so you know you definitely don't want to start them away but if you can rotate like that then that that could be something for sure yeah my problem is that like i don't know if there's any basis to this at all other than just vibes but i just don't like rotating keepers which is weird because i love rotating defenders <laughs> but like keepers just their points are just different like they just sometimes get those nine save hauls you'd probably miss those because they're against good teams right or just yeah. like weird shit happens but over the long term though if you do you know it should balance out i mean it, just because you get those random hauls you know more yeah. often they're getting under three points you know probably yeah probably. so when you i mean and i don't even think it's that strict of a rotation like who has the better fixture play them it's just like there are a few that you could very clearly dodge from johnstone that are bad against like you know, but he's going to start like 75% of the games. It's not, right. you know what I mean? It's not like right, back right. and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Like right, right, right. We used to do with two, four, fives, home, yeah, home, it's not home that. rotation with like Newcastle and Sunderland or something. It has to be like an egregious yeah. difference in like what your clean sheet expectation, I think, to, yeah. to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah, a good one. Really like Turner as a player. I mean, we, we yeah, loved watching him for us in the World he Cup. He was fucking great in the World Cup. And yeah. everyone, like Nate and other Arsenal fans leading up to the World Cup were saying, like, he's he's been so good in all the Cup games. Like, he just looks really good. His passing has gotten so much better and, like, all this stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, like, I hope he's good, but whatever. And then he was just fucking great. And yeah, apparently he I was mean, great in Europa League, too. He's better. I think he's better than Ramsdale. I don't know about that. Yeah, I do. But Raya is. That's yeah, for Raya sure. Raya is. We know that. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Um. Well, we got to talk about Guardiola City. 
Which there's not like a specific question on. I mean, maybe I missed it, but I didn't see it. But he's five million. Five million is insane. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. (laughs) Hundred million pound player, five million in the game. Cheaper, cheapest defender, tied for cheapest defender on the team. Well, like what? What are they doing? Rico Lewis is four or five, but yeah, yeah, starting defender with a chance or defender with a chance of starting. That's what I mean. It's just so ridiculous. He wasn't five five. It's so obvious. Like he's the same caliber of FPL pick as Stones and Ruben. They should just be the same. But yeah, I mean, he's really good player. Going to start vast majority of their games. Definitely will be in their first choice. Definitely. Him, Ruben, Stones, yeah. three best. Def- I mean, I don't know what to say. It's. I think it's a more matter of when, not if. Like, do you want him game week one? Do you have him game week one? Bench him. Could do that. What do you? Uh, yeah, what do you I think. See? I don't know. I mean, my initial reaction, and you know, it's been one day, so I haven't had that much time to think about it. But it was just like he should be in every team right away. Right away. Like, he maybe doesn't start game week one or something like that, but he'll be in very soon, and he's so fucking cheap. We know we don't want to use transfers on defenders, right? There's there's plenty of, like... Like, as soon as I saw that, I had, like, a tinker... Uh, uh, as soon as I saw that, I had a tinker open, and I just immediately was like, fuck, I gotta just change it and put him in. Yeah. Like, I just he should just be in my team because, he's like you said, he's he's their best defender. He's gonna play the majority of the games. Whether at left back or left center back, he's by far the best. And yeah, I mean, I think soon he'll start starting on most of the game. So yeah, I don't want to be doing like perv to him or Gabrielle to him in game week five and miss two or three cleans. Like, I just want him and I'm just going to deal with it later or something if he's, you know, a problem. It's only 0.5 though between him and Stones and Ruben. So. I don't know. I don't think it's that obvious. Like you should definitely have him game week one when the difference is just point five. He's mm. better long term. I mean, it's if that's a point five to free up and you it gets you the other thing that you're like, oh, you know, like the South Park meme with the cunt everywhere. He's like, Yes, I got it with that extra point five. Randy. Like stones Yeah, like <laughs> so Randy, right? <laughs> stones to him in your draft makes it look better you can you know hope for the best there yeah i i I am more interested in how it because i've been pretty into having stones and ruban in my team yeah um i've been i've liked that more i love how you say ruban by the way well there's an accent on the u so i want to fuck you because it's not (laughs) dash anymore so i want to give an accent on the e um kane Kane? I mean, I think it... I, I don't hate the Triple City D with Kane. I mean, if Kane's going to stay... Oh, my God. I, I had no idea what you even meant. I'm so brain dead right now. Okay, so Kane stays. You're thinking Triple City D and Kane. Vardial, Ruben, Stones, you know, with a good... Sh- I mean, you could do that. Yeah, and then, I think that's, you know, it I think that's a lot very of viable. Up. It's... I think it's still dumb and stupid from a game theory game how to play the game perspective because of the ownership questions but i think it makes it a lot more viable because we actually have three reasonably certain like will play a lot of the games at least initially with these three defenders whereas we didn't have that before and everyone's like oh god i have ederson it's like okay 
But the other thing with that is, you know, watching, I'm just so bought into Ange Ball. Like the Spurs games are insane. Like these Have preseason you games. I haven't watched any. I haven't I've just, watched, I see the I've numbers watched some and extendeds and some highlights and stuff, but yeah. the numbers and where all the players are on the pitch, we haven't really seen anything like this before. <laughs> and them putting up, you know, 30 to five shots each game. Granted, they're not playing Premier League opposition, but I mean, what, what do we do with that? I mean, I'm taking yeah. very extreme notice. You know, I mean, I, we still are looking to me, you know, you look at the Spurs squad and it's amazing. Like they have amazing players in their team. They don't have amazing defensive midfielders or center backs, but they have amazing attackers. And if they're literally only going to be attacking with all of their players in the other half, I like that. You know, I mean, they don't need defenders if they don't defend. <laughs> you know, that's, that's sort of what they're, that's sort of what he's doing, right? I mean, that's sort of yeah, what they are doing. Yeah, just outscore you, kind of. Yeah, I mean, set up. <laughs> it's something to think about in this. Yeah, last I mean, we week. got we got Spurs questions. I mean, so Hornetto on on what you're talking about. So Spurs have put up ten plus shots on target in each preseason match. Twenty against Shakhtar tonight. So that was like yesterday, I think. He said this could mean for big opposition keeper halls, which I don't know what to fucking do with that. But he said, or am I just in overthink mode here is the real message. I should be targeting Spurs attack more. Uh, Bjorn said, does Kane staying make Maddo and Sun more interesting? And Al said, is Kane a better second premium than Mo? A lot of questions there. A lot of Wait, questions. What, what's I mean, your, what are you I, looking I want to start with, with Maddo. Yeah. Because I think that I saw you talking in Discord and I've been the same. Or in the last 10 days i've just been like he's in my team yeah i can't get can't get him out <laughs> can't get yeah he's just in my team i mean i think that like i what i was thinking about when i was like packing my fucking apartment a little bit is like why is it interesting to have firesides from people outside of fpl and i think there's a lot of reasons it could help your fpl game see stuff from a different angle different perspective I and mean, for me it also makes watching and following just a lot more interesting and fun but also sometimes it makes me lose sight of some very obvious FPL things that are like specific to FPL, right? Like, and Matto, I think is a good example of this, right? He's just an incredible pick. I mean, his floor is he's an incredible player first and foremost. Like that is what gets overlooked to me. A FPL lot more player. With FPL. No, see, in in real life. I see that I don't agree with, and that's kind of exactly what I'm talking about. Is that I question his ability to like be valuable for a team fighting for Champions League. I don't. Well, know that's about something that. different. I mean, it depends how we're defining these terms. I mean, yes, he obviously isn't a complete player. He's not world class. He can't do everything. Yeah, but, but when I just he's mean... in that ten-ish attacking, you know, don't have to track back and do any defending role, then he's incredible at that. And I think yeah, that's I mean, incredible. I think the stuff that he's FPL incredible at are not incredible things for IRL, is what I mean. Like taking eight bad shots. Yeah, you hate like if, if You can't do it. that on a I good team. And, this is and a personal attack. Ozil yeah, no, but out. what I'm saying is that like for <laughs> FPL, I mean, his floor is high for a 7.5 midfielder. His floor is like very solid. Earn his price easily, good. His ceiling is best pick in the fucking game. Well, let's not get carried away here. I'm 
I'm getting carried away. Like, why wouldn't <laughs> Best I? Best pick right? in the game. I mean, he's not going to bank twenty and ten or something. All Dude, of a his ceiling is, that we've seen so far is 181 points in 2400 minutes. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So Alon. I mean, he's not going to have pens. Seven five mid midfielder with two hundred point potential is potential best pick in the game, and well, so that's what I'm trying. To, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I'm just saying that there's not really a world in my head, at least, where I don't see him minimum earning his price and a lot of room to out earn his price. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I agree with that. That's part of the reason. I think the other thing that you're talking about that we too lose, lose sight of sometimes is that the age of the players does matter a lot because, you know, they only have a few career years and you want to try and pinpoint when that year is sort of going to be. And like with Madison, I mean, it could be this year, it could be next year. I mean, it's to come versus like we talked about Raz or Sun or Mo. Yep. It yep. happened already. You know, it yep. happened. What are you buying from this or, standpoint? Or well, that's interesting. I don't, but I don't agree with that. I genuinely don't agree with that. Okay. Looking at what might be going on there this year. Um, that aside, we can touch on that later. You know, I mean, you, you know, you're you're buying players who you believe can do the highest level that they have yet to achieve versus, you know, Raz to some extent, right? Sun Mo, how close can you recapture that? Like, what are they going to do? And that price is, is baked in. That cost is baked into the price of the player. Right. So, you know, you want to, you know, hitting that sweet spot where they have the price drop off a down year and then they bounce back. It's harder, I think, to do that or to, to identify that than to find these guys who just you know, there he's Madison seven five. Next year he's gonna be nine five. You know that this is you know he's gonna yep. or or someone like that. You know. Yep. On every set yeah, piece, all yeah. that stuff. Like it's just he just ticks literally every box. So I, I'm glad that we're aligned there. I think he's pretty nailed in my team at this point. Okay. Okay. Um. Then Kane. Does Kane make Maddo and Son more interesting? I guess we talk about Son and Kane separately. Um. Son's worrying. I, yeah, like he, he's, yes, he went down in price, but we have a lot of years of data of Sun being around that price of the nine ish and being fine, right? Like maybe you get him for a hot run and he's good. He's not going to be good in another run. He's going to get hurt at some point, yada, yada, yada. Fine. I, mean, I don't think he's like an egregious under price. Yeah. And my issue more with Sun is that, you know, they're going to be having a lot of, possession and dominance in the final third we don't know if son's good at any of that i mean right. all he's been good at since we saw him 
come into the scene and the only style that Spurs have ever played since he's been there Pretty much, is counterattacking. Yeah. yeah, transition. I mean, him yeah, yeah. running into space or running with the ball or making a diag and getting a long ball. I mean, that's where he gets his, you know, 12, 15 goals more or less is like that kind of shit or banging something from outside the box. You know, he'll do that a few times because he's a really good player. But, I mean, we also see him when he's, you know, when they do have sustained possession, just getting in other players' ways or making the wrong run. It just doesn't, you know, I, I mean, so it's yeah. just, it's tough there versus, you know, players like Madison and Kane and I think Rich also, like, can thrive in that environment. Right. Um, so, I'm yeah, I'm a little worried about Sun. I, I'm also starting to really get more into Kulisevsky, Decky. I mean, he looks oh, like he's kind of back to normal. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's someone who, you know, also blew onto the scene when he got there sure his you know maybe some of those goals were a little bit you know in air quotes lucky when he first arrived but went up in price last year had a really fucked up year played a lot of minutes but was you know kind of looked off and hurt all year kind of like sun but he looks price dropped again he looks good to me and i think him on that side is i mean being that role unlike sun like this is like what he's good at you know like going in, like taking on, you know, finding yeah. the the incisive, accurate cross. Cutbacks I and like, stuff. Yeah, cutbacks and shit. And I feel like he can also, you know, get his fair share of goals. I don't know. I, I think Kulisevsky's a really underrated, interesting pick. He's and seven. I mean, my team right now, I have him and Madison in. Wow. I, I don't have Mo. I don't have Mo in my team, but I'm I'm I honestly dude, if Spurs are gonna play this way this year, they will be the most you attacking want all team their of the picks. year. They will be the most attacking team in the in the in the in the league. It's like them and Liverpool, who seem to just be like, yeah. "Well, we're just gonna have five forwards and yeah. just not play that much defense and don't have a DM really." Don't care about controlling the game. I mean, in, Basuma in middle and like parts. Hodge, you'd think they'd be sort of solid, but if their fullbacks are pushing up into the final well, third, Saar, and- uh, yeah, I mean, apparently Sar played really well the other game. It looks like Sar. I mean, he picked Sar, not. I think he fucking. Hate, I think Hoj, Hoj is getting getting the fuck out of this place, but maybe. Yeah, Spurs, and you know, with Kane too. It, like, I thought he, it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to go, but it seems like the bald fraud is the most fraudulent fraud <laughs> of life, and he's not going. I mean, I don't know. I can't keep track every day. I still feel like he'll go because. It's so universally stupid to not sell him from a business standpoint. It's just insane. You want to rebuild a squad? You want to get money for your best ever fucking player? You want to get younger? Yada, yada, yada. All things that unanimously you would want to do when building a squad. Because you're not winning the fucking title this year. Sell him for a hundred fucking million. Like... At his age, he had his last probably fit season. He also had his best ever season at this age. That's just not happening again. I'm sorry. That is just not happening again. Don't buy players after their best ever season, especially when they're fucking older than 30 and get all these corner goals and get fucking six fantasy assists that aren't real assists. It's just everything. He just did everything he did. I'm just like, nope. Not for me. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's hard to assume reasonable logic like that when these like billionaires do whatever. Like we don't know, (laughs) I guess. But I mean, the difference is like to me with Kane and Ange is I mean he he's like the highest shot taking forward ever, and he's never played in a team that dominates in the final third and attacks consistently. So I mean, he can get more shots this year than he ever has. 
I mean, is it going to, is he going to hit 30 and nine? You know, okay, that is a lot. 39 returns. He doesn't need to do that to hit value at 12.5 in the game, though, at all. I mean, he can come down by five or so from that total and still be in the, you know, 230 range and be like, yeah, this was good. This is good. So I think that if he stays, he's still very viable as a pick in this new system if they continue to do these things. You know, I'm, I'm interested. I think he's viable in the sense that he's going to get goals and points. I have no doubt about that, but 12, five, is he better second premium than Mo? I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I just still don't think so. I just, again, best season of his life, right? Like if you look, he's probably going to be more close to the 20 goal range and, you know, like his assists, Real assists vary a lot over his career, but getting six fantasy assists is very luck-based and not skill-based. That just randomly happens. That doesn't happen year over year. You know, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you you just need to put them in the system this year and make your best guess, you know, because Mo, similarly, yeah, in the 20 goal, I mean, they they... They when they play the same number of minutes, you know, outside of Mo's best season, which was like six years ago or whatever, he had three hundred points. You know, he's like two two fifty, two forty, two fifty. I mean, it's not we're not talking about like these are complete way different, you know, end product and end numbers here if they play the same number of minutes, I don't think. Yeah, we are. What are you talking about? Look I at Kane's so. look at Kane's history. He had two sixty three yeah. last year, he had one ninety two and thirty two hundred minutes. 242, then 158, 2,500 minutes, 160, and 2,400 minutes. And then again, yeah, six years ago, 217, 3,000 minutes. So, I mean, the last three years, though, he played the, the, the un, 150 of those, he, he was injured. So, I mean, the last three, he plays 3,000 plus in each. It's 242, 192, 263. And again, you know, I'm, I it sounds like I'm putting a lot more weight into me putting him in this new system where they're attacking more than they ever have. And I th- think that there is room for growth there. And maybe that is just balancing out the the luck-based headers on corners that he had last year, and he's going to kind of end up with the same six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah, see, I I don't know, because I don't do these kind of fucking like studies or whatever, but I don't think that like just because the team's more attacking, he gets like more shots, more chances, more goals. I mean, he'll get less bonus if the team's actually doing good stuff, right? We talked about that on the postmortem, right? He gets by far the most bonus in the league because the team fucking sucks. Um, Yeah, I I just don't think that that's how it works out. Like, I don't think you can just take a player who's always been a shot monster, dong fest in every team he's played in, whether they were really good teams, which there were really good teams, really bad teams, he was just donging for fun and a shot monster. I don't think it changes that much the profile of the player. All right. We could keep that's, doing this one for a long time. So let's let's move move it along. What's yeah. next? What is next? Um well we got the, the World Cup style stoppage time shit. Oh, I really want to talk about that. I mean Is there something do you want to make a point? I don't know. One Mo said, this has been on my mind with the World Cup style stoppage time. It can only mean less cleans. If you add 10% more time to games, the good teams will be better. Bad teams will be worse. Basically saying like, are the four or five defenders on bad teams going to suffer? And Jitterbug saying like, maybe the punty kind of bench guys, like a Jota type 
is better because like they'll sub on and get 10 extra minutes at the end of games instead of getting, you know, none, two. I mean, this is such a small don't minor know. edge. It's don't like know. instead of four minutes of stoppage, there's eight. Like, I don't fucking give a shit. Yeah, four I don't, more, I don't know if it matters. <laughs> we I don't never know. We'll, we'll never know. Because <laughs> you can't distill say. like a study to, oh, this changed, therefore all of the results are down to this. Like, that's Yeah, not, we won't know until like three years later to be like, wow, there are consistently more goals in the 99th yeah. plus minute. <laughs> it's like... And there were before in the 93rd plus minutes. Like, yeah, exactly. Wow, like, what, I don't whatever. fucking know. Um, there's a Nkuku injury, which is another big thing that happened. I mean, it's yeah. still kind of rumored, but it seems founded in something because originally it was like, he'll miss one game and then it became like he's going to be out a few weeks and now it's like rumored he's out for two months. And Bolter said within Cuckoo rumored out two months is Nico Jackson a target due to guaranteed minutes or an avoid due to the team being worse and Ben, Nico Jackson versus Matoma um, with Cuckoo seemingly out a month. So I guess these questions are more about Nico. But what do you yeah. think? Like, where are you out on like Chelsea attack right now? Um, I'm pretty worried. Uh, I don't see all of a sudden, you know, where a lot of the creativity is coming from. Mm. I mean, I guess the answer is the wings, so the only possible destination of the creativity are headers at the side of the box, which I guess would be where Nico Jackson's <laughs> standing. But, I mean, unlike with Ange, seeing him come in and just be like, I'm going to just do this shit all the time. Like, with Poch, he's like, he, I feel like he's a lot more of a pragmatic manager. He's trying than, to win. Yeah, he's trying to win. But, I mean, also just... How attacking or how many chances is this Chelsea team going to really be creating from the beginning of the season on a consistent basis? I'm just kind of concerned about that in general. Um, look, $7 million forward, it's not a hefty price to pay. Yeah. And he does look good, and you know he doesn't need to do a lot for that to be fine. I'm not too into paying to find out game week one when they do have two tough fixtures right away. Um, I'm happier to wait and see how that settles in and and see how they look after a few games um, rather than kind of be the first person to buy there, I think, is, is sort of what I'm feeling. What about you? Yeah, for me, I've, I've loved him as a pick, like, from the start. Um, and I got to say, this is definitely, like, one of the spots in tinkering that, I'm having a hard time with, which is like him in general, him versus like a Jao Pedro type and him versus like a fifth mid. Um, and I don't really know where I'm going to settle. I think he's going to be a really good pick. I also think, and I'm getting more evidence of this with the preseason game going on right now. I just think that Liverpool is going to be a good fixture for him and like a team like Chelsea who can break with pace. I just think Liverpool look to be just as wide open as last year and just as fucking mental. And there's going to be goals in that game both ways. Um, so I, I don't see that as a red picture. I'm like, yeah, Chelsea's going to score two at home, you know, and Nico's going to be the tip of the spear and get all the stuff. I just, I'm not settled on this one, yeah, but I do I really like I him as a pick. As, yeah. I don't have as much confidence as you there at all. Um, you know, I, I have a feeling, you know, just looking up and down the Chelsea team, that Liverpool, yeah, I mean, they're not going to give up zero chances, but that could be a score draw 1-1. One, one. I mean, I, I don't have really a good idea what that game's going to look like. I mean, Chelsea might just be trying to stay in shape the whole game and try not to get 
disassembled by all the crazy shit Liverpool's doing to them. You know, so I, I'm not sure. That fixture aside, just more broadly speaking, I'm, I'm not going to love it. Love it. Like, yes, definitely amazing go for him game week one. I'm not going to hate it. Like, I, I think it's just somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, we really don't have a good idea of what this Chelsea team is going to look like personnel-wise or how they're going to function. It's a punt. Yeah. It's and, definitely a punt. Yeah. Definitely. And, yeah, punts are, are iffy game week one. I mean, we don't really need to be making punts. Yeah. Yeah, but and then the, the other side of me is like, well, yeah, it's fun, but the other side of me is also just like, who am I if I'm not attacking these Chelsea fixtures? And, you know, the first two on paper, not great. And then it's just... Yeah. The most ridiculous run of six games in the league. Yep. yep. That's part of it. I mean, I yeah. just look at that and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. I mean, I've, it, Raz is still going in and out of my team every day, basically, of just, <laughs> you know, Love it. sheer Love it. blind blindness of just, it's Raz. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then you look at it as like, you can very reasonably make an argument that he's not in their best 11, that he's not in well, their first choice. Well, with out, I don't, I don't think you could even make that argument now. But where's he playing though? Because I mean, he's keeps stationing him way out on the wing and in Fuckland, where he used to be a bad FPL pick under Pep. He would do that sometimes, or he wouldn't leave the touchline. He's just a width merchant. Is he? What's he? I mean, because if he's not, if he doesn't have the freedom to cut inside and come inside and I, make I think forward diags and in, inside, I mean, you think he'll be given that? I mean, where is yeah, he going to play? I think I he will. I mean, where's his... he going to play? Right wing? Uh, uh, yeah, loosely right wing, left wing, tennis, flexible position. Definitely his role. I mean, the only thing he's really elite at is like getting into the box, receiving the ball in the box, getting shots, getting chances. Yeah. So like if you're playing him, that's what he's going to give you. I think that like the positioning loosely doesn't matter that much with a player like him if he's playing minutes. I mean... I think he'll get chances. I actually well, it matters had if he's thought. playing all the way on the edge and he's not able to do that. Because yeah, I just he don't can... think that's a realistic thing that he's just going to yeah. be like, you stay there, don't move, you are with. Especially with, again, without yeah. Nkuku. I mean, they need shots, they need goals. And like, he's the next guy. Who can play in the central areas? Like, they don't have anybody. Uh, Chukwameka started the last one, right? He, so he's just playing now? Or Gallagher. <laughs> I mean, that's Gallagher's best position, right? Off striker in the middle. Ten. Yeah, I think he's I a ten. I don't. I don't know. It's interesting. It's a mess. Is what I, it is to me. It might be. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should. Uh, I don't know. Reconsider. But um, okay. yeah. Do you have anything to say about some of the other new signings? I mean, Hoyland is, is seven million. Bob Sanchez, the Chelsea, your favorite keeper, Desasi, the Chelsea. Did he get priced? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, he's five. Oh, he's five. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, Bob Monster. We don't have to touch on that. I, <laughs> I mean, I think the Hoagland is. He's he's weeks away. It sounds like he's like yeah, hurt. He's hurt. But hurt. ultimately, yeah. that's good for Rash because it'll let Rash not have to play striker. Um, soon, in my opinion. Yeah, somewhat soon. I'm not interested in him as a pick, but I'm interested in him from just making the team better because I need a striker so badly, obviously. Yeah. But otherwise, um, no. I mean, I think it was just really Guardi all that came on came in since we last talked. That yeah, that's like a that's a big one. Uh, yeah. Some macro stuff here. Psych, I've said 
Is it a good idea to start without triple ups to able to easily get the best best performing players without sideways moves? For example, starting with just two Arsenal players, not three, so we can easily get whoever performs well after, you know, whatever. Same with United, maybe Brighton, maybe City. I think it makes sense. Generally, I think it makes sense, but I don't think it makes a lot of sense when the games that you want them for are these first three games the first, and then yeah, the fixtures yeah, yeah. turn. And then you're like, well, I don't really want them because they don't have good fixtures. So I'm not going to get a third player. Yeah. So, you know, in that, from that perspective, I think you sort of need to, you know, buy a ticket and, and go for it. Although in Arsenal's case, I mean, yes, with defense, but I'm not not buying their best attacker because they're home United at Everton, home Spurs at Bournemouth. Like, I'm still no. buying that player. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But ultimately, that's like, what are you really trying to protect yourself over? And what are you going to really reasonably learn from over the first few games that we don't know now? Right. Like, I mean, it's not like there's a one of these eight players is going to be great, and I have no clue. <laughs> it's like right, right, right. maybe you get the Martinelli versus Odegaard question wrong, but you're still fine. You know? Yeah, still holds, you know. Versus, don't get them at all. You know, I mean, I guess that's what I'm having a little hard time with. I think that with. like the it's like a mental block of like I don't want to make a sideways move, meaning I don't want to move a player on the same team to a different player on the same team. Well, it's the same fucking transfer. <laughs> there's no difference of going like. <laughs> you know, Ollie Watkins to Jesus as it is like Martinelli to, you know, fucking Trossard, you know, whatever. It's it's one free transfer used to get an Arsenal player. Yeah, it's totally a mental, psychological thing that we think it's a sideways move when it's clearly an upgrade because you're getting rid of a worse player. Sideways move means I'm making a move that's not going to actually get me more points. Yeah. (laughs) In which case, don't don't make that move. Yeah, Yeah, we do those all the time. Never make that move. Yeah. It's just unknowingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goalkeeper Um, transfers, usually sideways. Always sideways. (laughs) Unless you do it at the perfect moment. Which is Um, what's going to happen next time. Peter and Son said, with so many picks at similar price points, no idea who's going to end up being the best boy. Is is at least 0.5 in the bank to cover any price charges more important this year? It's always good to do. I think it's always good. Yeah, yeah, you can never say, oh, this is definitively the year where it's better to do it than it ever has been. Yeah. If yeah. you can do it, it's good. And if yeah. you can't, that's fine too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's it for these macro questions. I'm just like <laughs> hopping around fucking all over the place. Um, we could talk a little bit about more about Arsenal. We were already on them and the community shield happened. So, I mean, a couple of Kai things. Sign said, if you had to pick, who would you trade off for Kai? Saka, Odegaard, or Martinelli? And Harley Boy said, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills seeing Kai actually getting hyped up by the community after the community shield. Is there something I'm missing or is this propaganda from Arsenal fans? <laughs> is Kai a pick? No. I do not think Kai is a pick. <laughs> he's not a pick. He never was a pick. He's going to have games where he's he's just a versatile piece that's going to play. But from an FPL standpoint, the inconsistencies there seem... He check he takes basically no box. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, like, he's not Mado, is what yeah. you're trying to say. I mean, I've come to the point where I'm pretty happy just having Sokka, and that's it, from Arsenal. Um and that's what I feel pretty certain I will end up on. Um, you know, it, it just feels like, you know, without Jesus, there's going to be, there's, there, I have more questions than answers at this point. 
And yeah. I don't see too many things that I'm like so happy with, you know, looking at the other picks yeah. where I, the, the fail cases seem fairly likely, you know, Oh, playing a little bit deeper, Martinelli not playing striker as much. I mean, if Eddie's going to be playing, seems to be the case to me. I think Maybe I think he's Tross. I think honestly, the one guy that might be the pick outside of Saka, I think might be Tross. I was really I I unhappy he didn't start up top, but Nate was saying that he thinks he thinks Tross will start up top and get good a lot of minutes out of this, and he's been amazing. I think the City lineup was weird. I mean, they played really weird and differently to try and deal with City. I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Odegaard did not look encouraging at all to me in that game, and Martinelli didn't really either. He got like his one chance, and kind of all the chances fell to Kai. But I don't expect him to keep playing number nine. It's just I don't know. Um, but not necktie. No, I think so necktie's just signed on for life to be their third choice striker. Kinda. <laughs> I mean, they were <laughs> yeah. so, literally making ne- necktie to Tross last year was like a turning point for them of like, oh, we're back to being really good again. Like that yeah. was a big change, and yeah, gets we'll the most see. out of Martinelli. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. I don't. I just don't want to. I don't want to bet on that. You know, yeah, I, I mean, that was Graham's question: was how do you feel about Martinelli with Jesus out? So like, if it is necktie, I mean, it's obviously bad for him. It's very bad yeah. for him. Yeah, but then he's playing wing. You know, pretty much yeah. all game, every game. Yeah. yeah for, if, where are you at on Arsenal players in your team? I also you... only have Saka, which is kind yeah. of funny that we both came came to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, Ferg said you were pretty split on Rice being a pick on the postmortem, with Alon arguing Rice isn't a pick and Walsh being right. <laughs> Any major changes in opinion here? I mean, if I still maintain, if they didn't get Kai, Rice would be a pick. Like if Rice was strictly playing he was Shaka playing role. Eight. And Tom, like, if that was the thing, then he's a pick, you know, but if that's not the case, so... Let me translate that for you. He's not a pick. He's not a um, pick. And then on the City side, I mean, Josh said, is Julian real? X50 said, City have such good fixtures, but is the upside worth the downside of Pep Rotation Madness? The same City questions for last yeah. fucking 10 years. Um, is this just a case of waiting for leaks before the Burnley game? I mean, maybe I, that. I'm where are you at on Foden? Has also been in and out. Like yeah, I have Foden, no idea. Alvarez, I have no idea what to do there. Defenders. I mean, you would be not playing the game well if you did not go for leaks on Friday. Yeah. Right. I mean, like we're gonna get a leak. They're the first game of the first game week. They're playing a fucking promoted side. They're gonna beat them five nil. You should get. If Foden's starting, get him. If Alvarez is starting, get him. I mean, I'm actually just like, that's me simplifying it, but I think that that's probably right. Like, why Why would we be like, I'm going to get him, I'm going to get Foden or Alvarez because I think they're going to have like good seasons and find other starts elsewhere if they're not starting an elite team. That's fine. But let's, uh, that aside, you know, Say you're working and you're not going to be on to do that. Yeah, or in a bad time zone or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Foden, like, do you, are you back in on Foden or still out? We were both very lukewarm and kind of out on Foden, but I've been sort of starting to get a little bit more in. Where are you at with him? I would say I'm more in for kind of like an interesting reason that maybe we haven't 
specifically discussed, but I was kind of thinking about like, I was getting annoyed everyone talking about like the tactics and the positioning and all this stuff. Like, oh, he's going to be playing like Gundo, left center mid. It's bad for FPL, like blah, blah. And I was like, maybe. And I just kept thinking about that more on my own. And I was just like, yeah, but I mean, for people who've played FPL for a long time, we always look for that out of position player playing up top, right? That's like the gold mine, blah, blah, blah. But like, there also didn't used to be teams as good as City. You know, what is left center mid for City? What is Gundo role for City? Basically a second striker. Support He's going to be at the top of the box. <laughs> yeah. taking, Gundo took more shots than Foden last year and got more and XG than Foden last and year. And Foden's just faster yeah. and more dynamic. So, and really, also know. really good at shooting. You know, yeah. so like, it's just like one of those weird things, right? Where we always have historically called teams formations by what they do in defense, right? Like Liverpool, 4-3-3, yeah. like in the prime Liverpool teams, right? 4-3-3. No. I mean, in possession, which they were most of the game, they're 2-3-5. Yeah. <laughs> Trent Robber in the fucking final third. Mane yeah, and Mo are extra inside. Wingers, it's ridiculous to call it 4-3-3, yeah. but that's just like what we do as a standard. Like, City don't play 4-3-3. Or even yeah. the box three thing like phone's gonna be top of the box if he's starting there which is the big question he's gonna be fucking there shooting getting good chances all that stuff so i kind of like came full circle to be like it doesn't really matter like if he's where he is, where he is because if he's playing yeah. against 95 percent of the the teams they play he's like yeah second striker top of the box taking shots yeah. getting chances yeah yeah i mean foden yeah I like. I could see finish. I could see having him in. You know, final. What on Alvarez? Where are you at on Alvarez? I think it seems like you're out on Alvarez. Totally, totally. Why? 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 I just still don't. First of all, he to me can really only play one position. Um, I know. I'm not convinced that that weird position. Like, I'm not convinced they're done buying. First of all, I mean, I could see them adding a right winger for seventy million that we don't even know about right now. I mean, but kudos. Going potentially going to Brighton for forty million. Like in what world? Yeah. The city is not like here's forty five. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I'm seeing today that personal couldn't get there. Like maybe yeah. that's you know Hello. maybe one of the oil barrels from City fell off the back of the truck. Yeah, Pep. <laughs> 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 and it made its way into Kudus's they backyard. They got a new sponsorship. <laughs> wow, out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just I I still feel like Alvarez is not going to play enough, you know, and I I also don't I'm not convinced that him and Holland work. You know, I just I don't I get I just don't have a good enough read on Alvarez honestly yeah, to yeah. be like I'm when he plays he's going to get points. I mean, the only reason why that kind of happened last year to me is just just because he played at City but with Foden I feel like that that's the case and he can also get like 30 returns this year. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah. feel like Alvarez the same way. I, I also don't I, I don't know. I just feel like Alvarez, I, I'm just not not interested. Not interested. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was really great at the end of the season, Alvarez. He had some like huge hauls starting at forward. Um, I don't know, but it was a little weird with Erling, right? He kept he got subbed off early. He missed yeah. a couple of games. Like the yeah. league was wrapped up early. Like he also just like fell off. Like Holland was like visibly tired and not playing as well. I agree with you. I mean, I don't like for the first 
seventy percent of the season. I think anytime Alvarez sort of like cameoed in that like Kev role, it was just like this is bad. <laughs> like yeah. I hope that never happens again. Yeah, but he, he can't do that job. Whenever he, he plays forward, he's like yeah. an incredible god pick. So yeah, yeah I, I think I agree with you that I'm a, I've cooled off on it a bit. Uh, but yeah, Foden, with Foden, Foden could be good. Yeah, because with Foden, you know that no matter where he is, if he's on the team sheet, he's a great bet for points. And we don't yeah, have the same that. thing with Alvarez at this moment um, to me. I also just don't know, like, I don't, yeah, I, I just, I'm just not, not into Alvarez right now. I don't know. I really like him, but yeah, it does seem a little bit, I'm not sure. Like, so the, I'm just looking because I don't really remember. So, like, the Chelsea game, he donned. Holland in play. Then the Fulham game, he donned. Holland got an early pen. And then I think that was the game where Alvarez just had a world. Well, he won the pen, so he got an assist, and then had that like worldy. That was his big double return game where he did play that sort of like Kev role. Liverpool game, he donned. Holland didn't play. You know, Southampton game, he subbed on and got a late pen because Holland subbed off. I, I don't know. Does that seem sustainable to me? Like, no, not really. Is he really good? Yes. Could he haul? Yeah, but I, I think I agree with you. And the flexibility. I mean, Pep is such a fucking troll, right? He's like, Bowden can play five different positions, doesn't start on Community Shield. And it's like, how many of the five are on the bench? That's what I need to know. <laughs> He's well, like, he can play left bench, he can play right bench. bench, he can play oh, central yeah. bench, he can play the yeah. fucking <laughs> locker room bench. Like, he is so personal. I know. I know. It's Some ridiculous. Fucking troll, dude. Absolute fucking troll. Oh, uh, where should we go next? Um, yeah. Tio and others, as brought up by my esteemed colleague Hemdog, should we be worried about the likes of Ratman and other bitches given the new yellow card rules they seem to be pushing? <laughs> Did you watch Community Shield? Of course not. You know I don't watch preseason. The yellow cards were absurd. <laughs> the first of all, the yellow cards not given were just classic. It's like, okay, yeah. that was the most blatant yellow card ever, not given. But then the yellow cards given were just like kick the ball away. Not like far. Like, move the ball five yards off the pitch. Or, like, Arteta, like, says one thing, instant yellow. Like, just all this shit. So people are a little worried about the anti-time-wasting agenda. Um, I don't know what to do with it, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care. Don't care. Don't care. All of that shit, I don't think, really should influence, like, players we pick. I mean, everyone's playing with the same set. You know, I mean, it's not... To me, it's not like, oh, this new rule definitively is a reason to, you should definitely not have Bruno because of this. Like, he might right, get right, an right. extra minus three over the course of the first three months because he does something petulant. It's like, okay. Like, right, right. Yeah, I don't you know? know. They'll also learn really fast, I think. We underrate the adaptability of the player. I yeah. mean, if he's getting a yellow card every game because he, like, complains, then I'm pretty sure someone someone is going to notice and be like, dude, you have to stop yeah. fucking doing that. Um Chester said, is it smart to start the season with Wissa as first on the bench? I love the pick, but with an early wild card potentially in play, I feel like we should invest in the first 11. Where are you at currently on like Wissa, Brentford, Bumo, who might be hurt? Yeah, I mean, still in the same fading position that I was in, you know, last okay. few weeks that we've been talking about. But I still think that they're both, again, like fine, air quote, fine picks. Yeah. Because of the fixtures early on. And, you know, they, they'll be competent. I suppose, right? I mean, play, even though they don't have Tony, they should still be just a fine mid-table team. 
Um, so what do you need to do to earn a six million forward tag? Six is answer? so cheap. <laughs> Not a ton. You know, same for a six point five million midfielder spot. I and mean, with Bumo still has all the avenues. So I still think they're fine. Yeah. Um yeah, just just not not for me. Not for you. Yeah, I mean, Wissa me. has like not really left a single tinker of mine. Yeah, he's um, your and Bumo his... hasn't been in a tinker of mine, which is I guess weird because he's much more highly on. But I I think just six million forward nailed mid table team. It's just like unheard of. Yeah. I think his floor is good, ceiling's high. Start every game. Yeah, I think he's a great pick, and I plan on starting go. him every game. There you go. Um, Ferguson said there's been a lot of discussion preseason on a lot of teams having a designated attacking fullback while the other fullback tucks inside like Chilwell and James, Trent Robbo, Stones, Akanji, Dean, Kanza. Do you think there's anything in this and should it be a deciding factor in choosing your defender? And have you seen any teams decide to say fuck it and let both fullbacks rip? Brighton are all I can think of and there's some noise on Udogi and Poro combo being this. Poro, Poro doesn't seem first choice to me. No, I mean the the team he played the other day looks like that's yeah. the team. I mean, it's, it's and that Udo was a Dogi Udogi and Royale, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, Udogi's so. he's in my current team. Okay, um, talk to me. He about seems that. like he just seems like he's straight up not a fullback, sort of, and yeah, he has yeah. actual. I mean, his fucking record is insane in Italy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I understand he's been wing backing, but. Plenty of wingbacks don't put up, you know, nine returns kind of thing in Italy. You know, yeah. I mean, it's still, he, was a he beast. knows where the goal is and he's like fast as fuck and recovery pace. And he seems, he's 23 or some shit. I mean, it's clearly Ange loves him. He keeps talking about him and shit. Um, yeah, Actual I, just, I feel goal like threat for, too. Yeah, like that's he's what not I mean. just he's, assists. Yeah. Yeah. He's not just putting Crossing. in low crosses, he's shooting yeah. and scoring four goals. Right. I just think at for four or five, I mean, where are we looking? I mean, everyone's saying, well, we're Ange, they're not going to keep any clean sheets. I don't agree with that. You know, again, I mean, I, I feel like they will keep 10, you know, I mean, or something like that. Maybe mm -hmm. nine, eight, nine, 10, 11, something like that. I mean, this, we're not going to be looking at like six or four, but if, if he's, you know, I mean, he's, I'm not starting him, you know, at City and against Liverpool and shit. He's a fucking four or five defender. <laughs> so yeah. you can just rotate him. And yeah. in those, I mean, it's when you compare him to, you know, okay, like the Villa four or five defense or whoever else at four or five defense, I mean, it's not like those in the good fixtures when you're rotating are with a great degree of certainty, a much better clean sheet shout than Spurs in a similar fixture. Nope. It's like, you know, they're both, they're all kind of like, oh, I'm probably not, you know, but yeah. I hope so. Yeah. And at least when you have something like Udogi coming in here, he's a genuine goal or assist threat every game. You know, I mean, that carries a lot of weight to me when you look at this pick. I mean, who is an early bandwagon pick? This is, he, he text ticks all those boxes for me. You know, kind of who's someone who looks like holy shit? Like, how come I didn't have him? Yeah. If it's get you know game week four sitting there after these first three games, it's like, well, Spurs are fucking attacking nonstop. This is just another winger, and he's a four or five defender. Like, that's an obvious pick. So, right. I've talked myself into him. I like him a lot. Yeah, I've I've had a lot of my notes before this pod are me just like doing other things and just thinking of random shit like shower shower thought kind of things this is like my precog because <laughs> i have been so fucking afk but yeah I, I did have a thought about like attacking defenders and udogi i have been tinkering with as well so i like to hear that you're in on him but we always say that like you can't predict 
defender attacking returns. And so like if you're rotating them, you're inevitably gonna like miss dongs and blah blah blah. But that's not really true with like wing backs, right? Because like he is gonna be a lot further forward in the games they're dominating. He is gonna be in the box a lot more in the games he's dominating and taking shots, right? Versus center backs, it is true, right? Because they just get two corners and he might score one and you don't it's not like the difference between like two corners and five corners is not so much that it's like, well, yeah, he's never going to score in this game. And I feel good about him scoring in this game. Like, that's just not what happens. Like, it's so few shots. It's not the case. But I do actually think that with wingbacks, you can kind of predict it. And I agree with you. I mean, I think you rotate him. You don't play him in the, in the bad games. And they're, they were a fucking bad defense last year. And they kept it clean against Chelsea and Man City which you wouldn't have started him in this year. But the other cleans are Palace, West Ham, Fulham, Palace again, Everton, Brighton, Forest, and Wolves. Auto start every single time against all of those teams. And good chance of attacker return is just a good pick. So, yeah, I think I think is a good pick. And are there any other, like, very attacking fullbacks that you've kind of noticed? Was, was, I guess, Ferg's question? Well, it's really just Chilwell and Perv, honestly. I mean, maybe yeah, Reese, but that's still very loosely, yeah, very nice. like one or two game of I looking at like, oh, Chilwell's doing the things in the box and Reese isn't. But, yeah, yeah. you know, Reese at least has that capability. And then Trent, right? Obviously, Trent. Yeah, of course, Trent. Um, and there's, there's like trips. Moreno, but like he's, he's so hurt. fucked. And I don't yeah. know. I don't know if like Dean or Cash or Nailed or like how no. aggressive I mean, yeah. either one of them is going to play it. So that's yeah. kind of a mess too. Yeah. Trips is still in that category. You know, I mean, yes. he's expensive, yes, of course. but he's yeah. definitely in that category. For sure. But yeah, For there sure. just aren't a ton. And there are even less that are four or five. I impo- quite possibly none, no others that are four or five. Well, I got one for you, Kirkes, but he's on fucking Bournemouth. So when are you going to ever start him? Well, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's also like Kabore, who's the, yeah, there's like Kabore who's playing wing back, right wing. Or yeah, I think they, right wing the back promoted teams that, actually mm-hmm. have these yeah. guys, but you don't want to start their defenders like ever. Yeah. So that's the difference. There's uh, what's his name? Do Doty, not. The dock. Doty on Luton is like on set pieces, really attacking wing back, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah, there is dock on Wolves. I mean, someone asked about dock. I think it was Fergening also. He said, is the 0.4% own four or five Matt Doherty with the fixtures the thing? Why would he be starting? How do they they start him over Semedo? Has he been? I have no idea. Uh, I think he subbed on. The one, one team I have really not been clocking what they've been doing in preseason as wolves i just don't don't care um i i don't know yeah he I, didn't, I think I he did so not long, start the last game he did not start the last game i mean i can't i don't believe we live in a world where he can be starting premier league games but i could be wrong and i don't like their fixtures also i mean i had i've been arguing with a friend who's a wolves fan a bit because he's he's like we're good he's like 13th place floor and i'm like what are you talking about dude <laughs> but like their fixtures are mismatched like if their homes were aways and their aways were homes i'm in but their homes early doors are brighton liverpool man city villa Bad, and their aways bad, bad, are bad. the maybe good ones, right? It, not Man United, but they're away Everton, away Palace, away Luton. 
I'm like, no, the, we want those home, and then maybe we can make a case for starting them. But I'm, I'm, I don't want to start them in any of these games. Yeah. So I'm out on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, defense has been really difficult for me, honestly. Way more difficult than I thought it would be. There's actually a um, ton of guys I like, to be honest. Yeah, I just don't. I just haven't really been able to settle on it. I don't know. Yeah, like I mean, the reason I had that thought and then followed through a little bit with some examples of the the wingback predictive attacking numbers is because I was like looking more at Rico Henry, who again might be hurt, but everyone says he's kind of fine. But like, I don't think of him as a much of an attacker. Like, he really doesn't put up numbers. But when you break it down, like fixture by fixture, like, yeah, there is an increase. Like, there's more touches in the final third. There's more touches in the box. It's more like attempted crosses and stuff in the games where they're on top, and it makes sense, you know. So I've been happy to go. I mean, the defense in my current tinker is Gvardiol, Akanji, Henry, Gehi, and Adogi. Yeah, there you go. Who knows? Let's, uh, I mean, I think the addition of Guardiola makes it maybe, but I was, I was playing like with that idea of just having two five million city defenders with a deep bench. That's it. Because, yep. Yeah. I mean, you'll get, I mean, I think it's, it's tough with a kanji because, I mean, he might play like one in four, honestly, at this yeah, point. Yeah. What do you make Unless of a kanji? Walker... Because he just started like basically every game last season from when he got transferred. Yeah. I mean, he's, competent but that seemed like it was more like an emergency buy from them to just make up numbers rather than this is a player that we're going to commit to and he's like a core like he's fine but i don't think he's like great i mean i agree with that and i think it was definitely like clearly an emergency buy. but that doesn't mean you have to play him in every game right like eventually the other guys were fit and he still started every game. He started fucking left center back, right back, right center back. All all the most important games, Champions League knockout ties, every fucking game he just started. Yeah. And I mean, it's it depends on how the knockdown effect of Guardiola is and yeah. where Stones plays because good players will not be playing games. You yes. know, whether it's Ake, Akanji, Walker, if Walker stays. Hey, Laporte seems almost certainly to go. There, yeah, it doesn't yeah. really have any... He doesn't really have any place in the team anymore. But Cancelo, <laughs> yeah, I mean Cancelo. Who knows what happens with that? Like, there's just a lot of uncertainty there. So, yeah, I mean, Ake's hurt right now. He, I He's mean, hurt. And we don't know how long. We don't know how long for. But yeah, I mean, Akanji at five million. I'm just like I run him out. I start obviously in this team. If I was gonna settle on this team, I'd start Akanji and Guardiola every week. No purpose. And just hope. This this team doesn't have purpose. Crazy. I thought you were. The He's only fifty percent owned. I mean, no, no problem. Is, I mean, were you starting to come around to what I was talking about with him as a transfer waiting to happen? Or Caicedo no, it's more just how yeah, Caicedo, McAllister. I mean, I spoke to a Brighton guy today who was like, "Our defense, oh, we need defenders. I don't yeah. expect clean sheets." And I was like, "Geez, yeah." And they're just like conceding goals, conceding chances. I'm just. Not sure. Not sure. You know, part of the Pervening's appeal to me was that he's one of the only very attacking fullbacks in the league and Brighton are statistically a really good defense who you can count for cleans in in these easy games to start with. But like, I'm not sure about the second half of that. You know, Europa League starts really soon. I'm just like, fuck, I don't know, man. Don't know. It's risky. But it's, I think no, 
any non-Brighton slot in anyone's team is risky because of home Luton at Wolves, home West Ham. Yeah. And like what they do in those games could just wreck you if you don't have like Matoma or Pedro or Perv or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Well, the so, only one that would, yeah, Matoma's on, but yeah, Perv is on really highly. Yeah. But I mean, in that team you just said, I mean, you can easily just put Perv in for a kanji. Yes. 100%. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Which it's is interesting probably to do smart. two fives. It's probably smart. Yeah, I mean, it just goes back to, you know, how risky do you want to be, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, not owning any of Holland, Rash, Perv, you drisk, and just by sheer numbers of owned. I'll sl- I'll put Perv in for a comedy for now, see how that feels. Yeah. Um, ben said Steel or the Fleckening. So you're settled on Johnstone? Pretty settled, yeah. That feels pretty settled for me, honestly. Him and yeah. Turner, I like that combination a lot. Great pick. Yeah. Who who do you like, um, Steel or Fleck? I prefer Steel, honestly. Wow. Um, I think yeah, I just I like them better. Um, even without Caicedo, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. I think they're better, right and better. Fleckening, don't know about the Fleckening. I, I've been on Fleck pretty much all preseason. I, I'm still on him. Okay. Um, don't know if that'll change. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, what are we looking at for them? They've got Spurs home at Fulham, home Palace, home Bournemouth at Newcastle, home Everton at NFO. It's a fucking great fine. run. That's a great yeah, they're run. fine. And it's, it's keeper. Bren- I'm not a Brenham believer, dude. Yeah, I'm, I am. Yeah. Uh, Terp said, if you only look at the first three to four fixtures and you have to choose just one sub eight million attacker, would you rather have a Bumo slash Wissa or a Matoma slash Pedro? I mean, it's kind of what we were just talking about. Yeah, I, mean, I think you got to. It has go to Brighton be the Brighton there. guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking yeah, like mean, that short term, it's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pedro is interesting. He started the other day, took a pen while Grob was on the I pitch. Know. Do we have to talk about him? Because yeah, I mean, he's trending he got subbed upwards. At, yeah, got subbed early, but. You know, home Luton at Wolves, home West Ham. A big concern with him is just the way that you build your team. There is nowhere to go from there. So if he Mm. fucking falls on his face, you're going to have to remove another good player in your team that you probably won't want to remove because this is the corner you're cutting to make the rest of your team, right? You have a 5-5 starting striker. Yeah. Could be a concern. Could be an issue. You could possibly make up for it in another position like with the money like everyone has some sort of tinker i assume by now so if you take out like a striker and put in pedro for him like maybe you don't have a 4-0 defender and you increase that to someone who's actually pretty good or you increase your 4-5 mid to someone who's like not a nightmare to try and fade the potential disaster that is jao pedro but it is getting a little bit like, damn, like him at number 10, like that's fucking good. Him on pens, like, yeah, you know, 30 million, a lot, a lot of money for them. There, there's a lot of cases to be made that he's a, he's yeah. a punt worth taking. Yeah, definitely. I mean, then it's two for me. I mean, I still have been pretty determined to keep Ollie, you know, and I don't mm, want to yeah. play three strikers. Because there are so many more mids that I'm interested in. So that's also been difficult for me to even look at non Ollie two striker up top teams with Holland, you know? Yeah, Ollie yeah. has actually been a. I don't, I don't know what to do with Ollie. 
I really don't know what to do. Um, he's obviously donging for fun in preseason. He's the second worst pen taker in the league to Mitrovic. Um, so that's just like <laughs> minus points and no bones waiting to happen. Yeah. You know, and then there's the thing that there's no answer to until it happens of like, he obviously got better in the second half of the season. I can't just, I personally, this is just a me thing. I think I can't decide between he's 8 million. We haven't even seen his ceiling yet. He showed improvements. There's no reason he won't improve more. He could fucking be a 200 point player or he's 8 million and he's just going to earn his price and tick because he's always been just a ticking solid player who plays 90, 90 in every week and plays every game. Um, and then, so like the difference between those two is like, if he's the latter, I think there are cheaper guys who have like similar floors who will tick and I'll save the money there. And then there's also other guys who I think have potential higher ceilings, you know, whether it's mid or forward. But if he's the former, then like, he should obviously be in the team because he's 8 million and he could get 200 points. And so I just, I can't make up my mind and I don't know where I'm going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, I think you're, you know, you're sort of making, all you've done is both of those sides is making the argument to start with him because the worst case scenario, he's just earning his price. You know, I mean, that's yeah. the worst case scenario, kind of. Yeah. It's just like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cause like his floor is solid, but like if, if I'm thinking there's a chance he is his floor, then I'm like, there's so many players that I think have the same floor that are way cheaper and change the, actually change the structure of my team. If I go for them instead of Ollie, you know what I mean? That's like the case. I'm not saying one is right or wrong, but it's like, that's the problem I'm having. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I believe in the player. I, the, I think that the steps he took last year are significant and gained. And, you know, I mean, it's also, you know, you can look back on his kind of career. He never had an actual competent manager since he's been at Villa. Like they've had actual just fucking brain dead, brain dead idiots who didn't, didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> Literally and a he's fact. Doing, I mean, he's getting all of this, these consistent returns on relegation fodder Villa who stayed up because of Hawkeye breaking on a game. You know what I mean? Oh my this God, Villa is, fans are fucking <laughs> unsubscribing, raging right now. <laughs> it's true. You do whatever you want. It's true. I mean, and Ebening's, I mean, that was another thing with, you know, that I was listening with Kaylee and I, I just kept shaking my head is like, just because Emery has been doing this doesn't mean he's some fucking dinosaur and he's an inflexible. Yeah, for sure. Know? So, I mean, to me, it's like, no, he came here. He already failed at Arsenal doing maybe that. And he's like, no, I, no, need no. A re- I need to adjust. I need to adapt. I mean, and I, to me, it's like, yeah, he, no, he's just evolving as a manager and he's going to continue. Yeah, I mean, they might play I, a I mean, three I, at the I, back. It's like, you know, they're, yeah. they're clearly doing different stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, I just believe in, in the Ollie situation here. So clearly that's... That's a me. And again, I mean, how much one decides to, you know, pay attention to preseason form or not, also, I think is a big decision on why is like ownership is climbing every day, right? Jay-Z's hurt and Cuckoo hurt. Ali just scores every fucking game, literally every game, I think. Yeah. I mean, the other thing too, you know, to just reconsider, just add into your, you know, piece of information is 
they he has strived in the past when they're playing on the counterattack, which they will be doing, you know, in game mix one and four. The team and he has not been very good when they are playing even or lesser matched opposition and flat tracking them. Literally all they did this offseason was add in this area to do better at that, you know, in my opinion, to just be better at that. And I think, you know, he's just kind of one of those players who has no bad fixtures and he's not priced as a premium player. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just, you know, I just, I could keep going on and on. Yeah. No, why, I, you, you know, I think yeah. everything is right that you're saying. Um, he's a, but he is, a, you know, when you're, well, two and a half million to Jao Pedro is not nothing, you know? Right. So or if you talk two yourself to Wissa, that, right? Like, yeah, two, if I'm exactly. thinking Wissa's 150 ish and Ali might be 150 ish, that, that's ridiculous, you know? But like, right. I don't know if I actually think both of those things, you know? So I yeah. need to still like just make, make my call, you know? Yeah. I mean, the other aspect to that is, you know, how much do you need that? And because you can just look at that same question and obviously nobody knows, but you can say, I'm going to reassess this after game week three, and then I'm going to make a decision. Yeah. You can't spend one transfer to go from Wissa to Watkins. Yes. Can't do that. Correct. So unless you keep 2 million in the bank, which doesn't make too much Hello. sense, right? Hey, <laughs> but you know, so that's Good just idea. something else, you know, it's just, yeah. you have more the flexibility. Yeah. Um, right. And what what are you doing defensively? This isn't a question, but it's a question from me to you. What are you doing defensively yeah. with Villa? Because I don't know. Uh, Je- Villa correspondent Jess, who DMs me on Twitter after every preseason game, said Pow didn't look comfortable at left back. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts at left center back, though, with Dean at left back. But is he nailed? No. Only Cash and Consa and Martinez are nailed. We have no natural placement for Cash. Yeah, Chambers can fill in, won't start. Consa's safe. That's just. Basically, what she's saying is Kant's is actually the most safe, followed by Cash. Yeah, um, I haven't had them in my team for a little while. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like Colwell a lot more. I like Udogi now. I mean, I think it's just more interesting. If I'm, you know, I think this is more a spot to play with. And mm. um, I think that there's a little bit more you could get there. They also, you know, it's just. Yeah, you know, I, you don't have too much certainty around Villa and, you know, what they're going to be up to. So I still think you're fine to pick one of them. But I'm also looking more at, you know, city defenders and, yeah. you know, maybe not having as many four or fives as I initially thought I would. Yeah. I could backtrack on that. You know, I could see myself coming into the season with Perv and four four fives. Like I could right. see that. And then in which case, you know, maybe Pau sneaks in. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm also, I'm also not. I think I'm not as high on their defense as a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that is similar to kind of what you were saying with like the Kaylee pod. I think that's like a relic of Emery ball that we're yeah. just like, well, Emery's their manager. So they're just going to never attack and just defensive possession be really tight. But like they didn't really do that in the second half of the season. They played a right. really high, really right. dangerous line. And there were tons of games where they just got like completely exposed and conceded a bunch of goals. You know, like yeah. the goals didn't happen as much later in the season, but the shots in the XG was still bad in some of those games. So, yeah, I think I'm with you. Even though, like, when Pau got transferred, I was kind of like, oh, he's straight at my fucking team. But now it's just like, ah, I feel like they're learning a new system and like it's going to be sketch and probably not the best thing for clean. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that is sort of the case for almost every team. So it's like, I know. 
Yeah, you know, it's hard. But it's not he, like we have so many. They don't have Udogis attacking it, yeah, right? That's obviously. like the difference. Yeah. No, and then, absolutely. like, I mean, I also have a list on my phone that's just like, don't forget list. <laughs> and my one of my don't forget things is just don't forget about Palace defense. I mean, there's one thing that they, they have no change in system or or personnel, really. You know, <laughs> they just have an upgrade with a straight best upgrade that straight they've ever had Lerma in their upgrade. Lives by getting Lerma in. Straight up yeah. upgrade, tight defense, really good center yeah. backs, really defensive team, good keeper. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so like when I look at that and I'm like, oh, Gahey's all of a sudden just straight at my team. Like, you know, I just feel good about that. Yeah, I'm better, better clean sheet shout given the similar, a same fixture than Villa, I think for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, that looks more to me of how, when are you stressing that you need this player? Like which weeks and what do the fixtures look like? Right, right. Uh, yeah, I think that that's definitely fair. Makes sense, right? All right, let's. Uh, so let's. I want to let's talk a little bit about our teams and okay, do yeah. this and get out of here. Yeah, we'll try and um, we'll Thursday pod. We'll maybe do some more questions and talk more about our teams. I think less like this okay. was like the makeup pod of like we haven't talked about questions for month. a month. Yeah, <laughs> so let's try and get some. Um, yeah, so I mentioned my uh, Nico Jackson problem. I mean, obviously, the double city tinker is risky. And also, it rubs against a lineup leak, right? If they're, if I'm like going in pretty comfy with this double city at the back or something, and then like Foden starting, I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, all of a sudden, I'm like, I need to get rid of this, change this midfielder, you find money here, blah, blah, blah. So I need to, I need to think about that, too. Um, does that make sense though? Because say Foden doesn't start, are you going to immediately get rid of him after game week one? Like, what what are you telling yourself that like you I want Foden to keep him because he wait, could say, start say game week one, like he could start game week one that just doesn't start Newcastle or whatever. Like with yeah. Foden, we know that happens all the time, but you're yep. just saying because it's Burnley that is the deciding factor. No, the deciding factor is that he's starting game week one with a fully fit squad. And like, so to me, that's like an indication of first choice. That's an indication of, okay, pre-Champions League, maybe he starts five out of six, four out of six, you know, something like that. And and it's a really good fixture, right? So it's both. And it's like, well, maybe he only starts the good ones. Sure. You know, like he doesn't start yeah. home Newcastle, but he comes back in for away chef you. Great. Yeah. You know, so that that's what it is for me with Foden is because okay. when he starts, I mean, he just has such a high ceiling. And like yeah. the way that my team tends to be constructed lately is not going for a promoted 4-0 defender. You know, I have a 4-5 on a mid-table team protecting. So, like, I don't feel as bad, you know? There's someone to play. Yeah, if you have city defenders, you have to do that. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, you have guys guys to play. Yeah. Um, So, what else? Are you still on Mo, or have there been any changes? I mean, Mo's been a mainstay. Holland's been a mainstay. Matto, Sokka, Wissa, I think they're all in. I think Udogi's likely. I think Henry's relatively likely. I've been on Flecken. Is he fit? I, I the the I forget his name, but the athletic Brentham guy was like I spoke to Frank after and he said like it was just precautionary, he's fine to start game with one or something. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um I've been fucking with Bruno. I think Vardiol will be in. 
And then it's like, yeah, my it's still that like Nico Jackson spot, the maybe like other five million defender spot, maybe a Stupignon. I've been on Flecken for a while, probably just stay because I, I just don't want to use brain power on there. So yeah, I mean, it's mostly there, I would say, with like a few spots and maybe a leak eligible to change. I feel like okay, but I also just like no haven't rash. been no rash. I have Bruno in this team. Um yeah, so that's probably well, this is no rash and no Brighton attacker. So those are by far like the biggest risks probably from an ownership perspective. Yeah. But, you know, Pedro could come in for me. I mean, I'm I still might go Matoma, you know, I still love him. Yeah, um, you can you can get there if you want. Very easily get there. You know, Nico's 7 million, so that's really easy so to you're get in to a three, either four, of them. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Which okay. is a four or five mid. Um Yeah, I mean I've back I'm back on Rash over Bruno. Okay. Um I mean that changed from when we last spoke. It's just Yeah. It's because I'm, the of the yellow card pe- petulance, right? That's absolutely why. <laughs> I mean like him, Saka, and Holland, like the ownership is scary. Is yeah. And I I mean I don't really feel like I want to necessarily just throw away my season before game week one starts. <laughs> and I feel like you kind I, I feel like that that is a huge risk with Rashford because yep. I was also kind of thinking of just, you know, people keep talking, oh Mount's here, Bruno's here. I'm like, how do they score goals without Rashford being involved? Like they don't, you know? They score goals without Bruno being involved literally every game, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Rashford's not the one actually scoring them, then they don't really actually happen. And certainly know, he last is, year, yeah. But even, I mean, what's changing this year? I mean, it's okay. Maybe there's some lung-busting run from a side pass to mount, and he beats four guys and shoots and top bins it. But no one else is there that, I mean, they could maybe set piece, stuff like that. But like, I just, I don't know. He's just like, I just get, I feel like there are so many more issues there. Yeah. I just, I'm like, give me fucking these. I don't, I I would ideally want, have none of these guys, I think. Because I still don't know like what Man United are doing. They still don't have the striker in. I don't know how good they're going to be anyway. There's a world where I go with, with neither of them, I think. Yeah. That world exists. I mean, at Spurs, home NFO. I don't think I want to find out without them looking at, you know, Rashford's and literally half the teams in the game, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if, if they like, I'd be very happy to sell them game of four if I feel like I have a better finger on the pulse and I'll be one of the first, you know, removers of rash. But I don't know. I just, I, I feel like it just kind of got myself too worried about that. And yeah. Perv is a little bit of the same thing, you know, just because I don't think that there are some slam dunk alternatives. He's Agreed. in half the teams Agreed. in the first three games. Even if Caicedo doesn't play, they could still keep two cleans in the first three. And I don't feel confident that I'm just going to be making that up and he can get a 12 or 15 pointer in any of those games. Yeah, I forgot that while we were talking before, I put him in for a kanji to see how it feels. It just makes too much sense, really. With those first three, it's just just so ridiculously good. Yeah. So that's one change I made. And I mean, I've had Jota in for a while now. Love um, to hear I have that. No, yeah, I have no. I haven't really played with Mo. I don't like the teams that I make with Mo. Okay. 
Um, I just don't I think like a him. lot of people th- are on that. I mean, what's his ownership now? It's it never got it's still high. Twenty twenty three, dude. That's low yeah. for him. That's yeah. very yeah, yeah. low. Yeah, no, it is low. It's low for him for sure. He's usually like 40, 50% yeah. or at least yeah. or whatever. Uh, you know, I because I, I just don't feel so good. I mean, it comes back to the city defense, honestly. That's like the biggest thing is like I do feel like they will keep some cleans in the beginning of the year because they usually do. And having Stones and Ruben feels like a really nice thing to be able to do. And I feel better yeah. that I can make the points up in the attacking spots than when I have all these four or five guys and I could be looking at Purvis plus two bad picks and I could be getting, you know, under 10 points from my three defenders every week for like the first three. And I'm like, how many points does Mo have to get more than, you know, Jota in that time period for me to come out ahead? It's like a lot. A fucking lot. Yeah. I mean, it's not only that it's plus, you know, then I'm getting two, six, five midfielders or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the so, trickle yeah, down I mean, of Mo, I think, is is really where a lot of people... Because yeah. everyone started the same way, right? Like a month ago when the game opened. Everyone was like, oh my god, triple Arsenal. And Bruno. And yeah. Rash. And then like, Holland. Yeah. And it's like, oh wait, there's no room. And I think it's hard for people to be like, okay, I'm going to take out these picks that I like on good teams for Mo. You yeah. know, and like downgrade these two positions, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is hard. But I mean, I think the one thing, I mean, Foden is the biggest question I think I need to really answer. Yeah, Foden's a big one. Because I have right now my midfield is Saka, Jota, Rash, Kulisevsky, and Mato. So I can make Kulisevsky Foden very easily. Double Spurs. I mean, yeah, I I do like that more. I mean, I've always loved Kulu as a player. I just don't know. He might if be he's too an undercooked as an FPL pick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he might just pass too much and exactly. not do enough of the other things. He really doesn't shoot often, and when he does shoot, it's like a below average shot. Yeah, you know, just like where the angle that he's shooting from, and he creates a decent amount of chances, but it's not like he's some you know, yeah, Kev no, type absolutely. figure, you yeah. know. So no, absolutely. I yeah. mean, if I were to go I prefer with Foden, that. I prefer the Foden. Yeah. Would you Ruben or Stones? Who do you think is is a better pick there? I don't. I have no idea. <sighs> That's hard. I wonder what like city people who really dedicate their lives to the lineups think about that. But I feel like yeah. Stones is just so much more versatile. Yeah. Right. He's genuinely, you could argue, first choice right center back or right back. Yeah. Whereas Diash is just like he's playing center backers on the bench. He can only play in the middle. Yeah. 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 And he's a donger. Sense. Stones is a donger. Yeah. Gets, I, I just, that's, but that's, the other, that's the other, I mean, there, it's not like a, I'm just comparing Foden to Kula, but I could get anyone there. You know, I could get, yeah. I could put Eze back in if I want. Like yeah, I had yeah. Eze in for a long time. You had, Fo- you, Eze, had uh, just, you had, what's his name for a long time too? Bowen. Yeah. But I could, yeah. They just seem like they're. <laughs> <laughs> transfer and make sauce and and I just they seem like that midfield so roster. dominant though <laughs> I know there's just such a stench I just like don't think I want to go there and make sauce double move I don't know I mean because ultimately I I still might just prefer to keep the double defense and maybe I just need to look for a different answer to that right. spot rather than Kulisevsky right I mean I, I could just put Eze back there and leave point five because like having Purvis Ruben and Stones starting them every week with Colwell and Udogi on the bench it's I could so just move good. the 
Yeah, like you know, move the two of them back and forth based on fixture just yeah. as shields. It's, it's and then terrific. I could put Colwell in and get rid of Purvis later when his transfer like that seems like a really nice back five. And I don't I know agree. if putting Foden in is worth the disruption because I do feel actually like Ruben and Stones are gonna play like very, very nearly all of the I mean, games in the first couple months. Rewind it just seems to that way. premium pod. I mean, I don't, I don't have my notes in front of me, but I remember I looked at last year when we were saying the exact same things at the beginning of last year, starting with City. They don't rotate that much before Champions League. And we were right. I mean, Cancelo played every game. I think Walker played every game. I think Ake played every game until he got hurt. And we, we were just like, yeah, this is just the back five, including Ederson, in this insanely good run at the beginning of the season before rotation starts. And they kept like two-thirds cleans. Yeah. And so I, I think that like we're huh. on to something there by, by going for that. It's just a matter of, I guess... If you're comfortable, and I think I know the answer for both of us, like wild carding once it becomes not good, because it will yeah. become not good, right? Yeah. Like that, that almost always happens with Pep. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, maybe I just go back to Raz. I mean, he's been True. someone I've you love had him. in a lot and I love him so much. I, it's, I mean, Eze is tough because I love the player. We're still like, he's going to get points, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's we're still Palace. I mean, we're it's still, still Palace. Score, it's still know. Hodgson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's even though he is the center of literally every possible thing, and he's in this position. Yeah. To you know, with two six, with a six and a six and a half playing with him to just do everything. I mean, we're still just not going to be getting that many opportunities every game. I agree. And, you know, none of that's changing. So it's still, there's still, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe Matoma. I, I mean, I haven't really thought of yeah. Matoma very much, but he's still there. You know, I mean, it could just be play the fixtures, look at how all these guys settle exactly. and then jump after game week three. Which I it's think it's hard to really go wrong there. Yeah. I think that that is sort of what a lot of the like historic top managers do, not because they're boring or scared or whatever, because it's a good way to stay with the pack and diverge later, right? Like it's a good yeah. strategy to not be exposed to unanimous good picks, right? Like none of these guys yeah. that we're considering swerving, we would say are bad picks, right? It's just a matter of like, I want to go elsewhere. Or I think someone else is better, but I would never be like, oh, 37% on Matoma, bad. Like 22% on Ollie, bad. Like, no, I, I'm fully aware they're good picks. And reliable, yeah. and they're going to start every game. You I can't think. have everyone, but you just can't have, you just everyone. Can't have everyone. Yeah, yeah. And, and I really want Mo. That. I think that's a problem for me. Is like I just don't see a world where I don't have Mo. Yeah. Um, so tell talk, tell me again why? Like why do you really want him? Best midfielder in the game. No, you know, no one else has his ceiling. That that's just a fact. You know, mm -hmm. um, definitely. You know, off the worst season in Liverpool. Liverpool's last six years, I think, you know, they rebound. I think the attack is better this year. I think Mo will be better by proxy. Um, second half, how good he was. He was fucking back to six years ago, Mo. Re returns and double returns every week. Double digit halls all the time. Um, 
you know, and I think at Chelsea's decent. I think home Bournemouth's a fucking banker, best captain by so far. And I don't, I'm not scared of the other fixtures. You know, like when Mo's playing well and Liverpool are attacking well, the fixtures don't really matter that much. Yeah, fixtures don't matter. It's just a captain, you know, is it a captainable fixture Yeah, or not? so it's like, it's not that I'm buying low. He's fucking 12 and a half million. But I feel like yeah. every other eight to nine mid that most people seem to be 100% convinced are just the best picks in the game and all going to get 200 points aren't. You know, yeah. like half yeah. of them aren't, and we just don't know who yeah. they are yet. And yeah, definitely, whereas I feel comfortable that Mo's floor is 230 points and his ceiling is 300. You know, so I just like that. I just like the yeah. security of just That's like, fair. you know, Liverpool might be the best attack in the league. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, That's they could be. On they the table, be. you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, it just, I mean, to me, it just it comes back more to the, I agree with what he will do. It's yeah. just more the compromise in the team yes. elsewhere. Yes. And, you know, I just haven't, haven't liked that. So, you know, I mean, what would happen for you or I, you know, to sit and say, having Mo is a mistake or not having Mo is a mistake? Yeah. That's a bigger question. Maybe Big we can question. revisit because we have had a hard time with that forever. You know, I mean, I, you know, last six year straight, I was six straight years, yeah, five I mean, straight years, you know, I'm with Holland now. I mean, it's the captaincy question and yeah, but you know, you, you have, you know, you have the 6 million Wissa who you really like a lot. And I, you know, that that's a big difference. Yeah. Cause I mean, that is yeah. the spot you have to go budget forward there. Yeah. If, you, if there's um, not a guy that good. you love and you feel good about starting every week in that price bracket, you basically can't go Mo and Holland. You have to have that yeah. player unless, yeah. and I, have no interest in going like four at the back or five at the back because we've talked right. extensively about how bad cleans seem to be in the league right now. Right. right. Um, yeah. So that that's definitely yeah. a big part of it. But you know, I just okay. I think about how much we don't know, right? Like I, that's a thing yeah. that I try and circle back around to all the time, right? Last season, where were we? We were Mo Capham for the first six to eight game weeks, and then we'll see where we're at with like Holland or whatever. What happened? We kept him Mo for two game weeks and then it was Holland auto cap. Don't even need Mo on our team. Why would we ever have Mo Holland's auto cap every week for the rest of the season? Like we're two games away from being like, oh, everyone needs Mo cap him every week. Possibly. I'm just saying, you know, possibly. Whereas I don't really see that conclusion with any of the eight to nine mids. Um, Absolutely. And I like having that. And, you know, of course we've talked about the flexibility, you know, Rashford, comes out the gates flying, boom, I just do motor rash. Like I've no I've yeah. no hesitation doing that. Um Yeah, you'll just be at a low rank. Yeah, I'll just be fourteen points behind, you know, assuming yeah. Mo blanks the week that yeah. Rashford hauls. Yeah, you which know, is not that's a big nothing, deal. You know, it's not a big deal. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, bro. So another week of tinkering ahead and then we'll do big Thursday week. and then we'll be we'll be back. And then we'll be there. Holy shit, we'll be there. Uh, let me slap asses. Bunch of new Patreon signups. Thanks for signing up. We got Rolling Sixes, August Vindberg, Zachary Eanes, Ben Riggs, Moriarty Crypto, David Graham, User Name, Wildest, Young Wook Lee, Old Taurus Hoyvind, Emil Haig, and Peter Frank. Girl, our baby slap the asses. Let's fucking go. Any last words, dude? See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Check us out. At FMLFL.com, follow us on Twitter at FMLFL, sports Patreon.com, slash FMLFL, subscribe, rate, review, and
Social Podcast Network.